It is widely documented that diverse workforces offer measurable benefits to any organisation, but what do we really mean when we use the word diversity and how can we unlock the potential of inclusive workplace cultures? In this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Salma from EMAR and together we will explore the ideals of diversity and how they can translate into our workplaces and what we can do to champion progress in our industry. The initial idea that we were looking at was just around the, the business case for inclusion and diversity and you know can we put a price on on progress and I know you and I have known each other for a number of years now and we've worked we work in a what is I would say historically quite a undiverse industry particularly within the Middle East region albeit we are seeing progress and I know you're sort of at the forefront of trying to push EMAR in terms of the diversity on on sites and we're, we're doing a lot of construction projects with you so you know what, what more do you think the industry can do to sort of really push the diversity agenda and what do you think the, the benefits of doing that might be? You really touched on the, I think, on the main point in our industry in specific. It's very undiverse in so many ways. And I just want to first explain my idea of diversity, which has, it's for different races, ethnicities, genders, ages, religions, disabilities, everything. So it's people with different education and personalities and skill sets, experiences. So diversity is actually a very big, um, is a small word for a very big meaning. Yeah, just I think what you what you said there is just was absolutely perfect you know a small a small word for a very very large topic I mean when we talk about diversity and a lot of people you know they get they get hung up on whether it's uh, gender diversity or ethnicity or cultural diversity or religious diversity people don't often speak about which you which you touched on, which is quite interesting. They don't necessarily talk about people of determination, for example, but diversity covers everything. It's just different people doing different things, um, different mindsets, you know. When we have different people in a room, you know, you get different ideas. You innovate, you have different perspectives on, on life. So I think what you said there is a really powerful message. It's a small, small, very small word for a very, very large topic. I think most of the struggle is actually um, getting people to understand how the differences between people is what make them powerful and more innovative, more creative, and um, possibly even more productive because they challenge each, each other. They come from different backgrounds and different perspectives to things. And probably the best think tanks we've ever uh, done in my workplace or in previous projects were people coming from different places in the world and different backgrounds, whether it's a contractor, a consultant, or a design person, or uh, even a marketing person. And they would come in and they would have just a totally different pers perspective that would throw everyone off the table. And you were like, oh, we didn't think about that. So um, it is it is really a very powerful thing to, to have. And it's a great advantage for any workplace, really, to have diversity there. And I, and I agree. And there's there's, there's re research, you know, there's quite a bit of research. I I do quite a lot of reading around this this subject, given my role within within WSP. And you know, McKinsey in particular have done a lot of research, and they've looked at you know high performing companies. And, and what they've actually found is that when you've got a company with a top quartile for diversity, they they financially outperform the bottom quartile. So 
15% more likely to outperform when they're gender diverse. And interestingly, and again, this is something which can get overlooked, is when they are ethnically diverse, they actually outperform by 35%. So there's actual information there that demonstrates very, very clearly the power of a you know, a diverse team. I think what would be interesting to get your perspective on this Um probably without going into too too much detail but you know when you when you look at some of the projects that you're working on at the moment do you see where you've got a diverse team that those teams are a higher performing can you can you see that because you obviously spread across a number of different projects and you see teams which are I'm assuming predominantly male and then you've got a mixture of male female and then you've got a mixture of a number of different cultures so do you see a difference in performance? Okay, I'll answer your question. Yes, I do see differences, definitely. When it's more diverse, first of all, and unlike what people think, I think people coming from diverse backgrounds, they're slightly more trying to be more culturally understanding and more accommodating to other people because they're always assuming that they don't know where the other person's coming from and they have more willingness to listen. And therefore, I could see a more collaborative and supportive approach in certain projects which allow people to actually work more tightly together and therefore and therefore perform better. In other ways as well, uh, projects with diverse people from backgrounds and ethnicities and, uh, and gender even kind of creates a slight competitiveness as well because every person wants to validate where they're coming from, where they have what they've learned in their countries or in their backgrounds and so on. It's, uh, it's quite interesting. People that are from the same culture in specific, sitting in the same working environment, created a creates sometimes um, stagnant atmosphere or like a status quo because we all know that we're all from the same region. We understand each other. We know where we come from. So there are some questions that are never asked. Whereas when people are coming from different areas, they just ask the question and sometimes it's the most obvious question ever, but nobody thinks about asking it. And this is what diversity creates, this you know swirl in that stagnant pond. The amount of projects I've sat on where people are sat there using acronyms, for example, you know, so you'll get acronyms, people using acronyms, which will be very specific to a location or somewhere that you've been educated. And there's people in the room that have probably never asked or never understood what the acronym is. <laughs> and then you get someone from <laughs> you always ask. You always ask. So, I mean, it's a it's an interesting perspective because they, the people will just listen to acronyms but not ask the question and I think that 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 does filter down to all aspects of a of a design process all aspects of a construction process because things are done differently here and I think because we are all from a and this is what people tend to forget about this this region is whilst we we've got challenges like like any industry when you go onto a site in in the UAE you are typically confronted by a multitude of different nationalities and and cultures whilst we might be you know slightly behind i think it's fair to say on on gender diversity albeit we are making strides the the cultural diversity on our sites is 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 significant without a doubt i mean we're lucky we're living in the ue to be honest because in i think uh, cultural diversity in specific is something that you just learn the minute you land in the country you can you can go away because you're crossing people from all over the world every single day, and you kind of 
learn very quickly how to deal with everybody and what are the initial questions and do's and don'ts that you do in dealing with other people from other cultures. So in some ways, we it's it's good that we don't uh, that we live in in a, in a place that actually embraces all the different cultures in the same uh, in the same area and encourages companies to actually hire people based on their competencies not based on where they come from or what was their background before they land in this country as long as they're competent for the job it's interesting you touched on the gender uh, on the gender differences as well especially in the heavy projects, real estate, construction industry, where it's really male dominant. And in in many ways, I would command Imar because the since the minute I walked in, Imar has always been a supporter of females and making sure that they are equal to males in every single way. They believe that females can deliver. And I'm an example of that. There, there was not uh, any po- at any point where I felt that I was held back because of a female. In fact, I felt that there was always a company that believes that females can deliver the same as men. Obviously, within the construction sites themselves, it's a different uh, mindset and it's a different perspectives because the tiers of people that you work with are not as educated or as exposed to the world as obviously the our working environment when it comes to EMR and WSP and how the cultures are inside our uh, corporate uh, environment. And it's a, it's a work in progress and I feel like it's getting better not as fast as it should. There, there must be more work done or awareness raised to promote inclusivity and uh, diversity and understanding that a human being is a human being regardless of what they look like, what they are, what's their gender, what they believe in. It doesn't really matter. As long as you're competent and can deliver, then you deliver and that's it. Agreed. And look, my respect for for Imar and, and you you touched on it there's never been any indication and you know the largest um developer in in the middle east has no issue with saying right this person is absolutely capable of fulfilling that that role and there's been no um differentiation or suggestion that you know someone like yourself couldn't go on site and lead a project from from the front and that sort of support and to see you know someone like yourself coming on site the way that you do and you know leading from the front sends a sends a massive message all the way down from the very top from emar as the developer through to the lead consultant through to the contractor through to everyone on site that this this is how we are going to run our projects and driving inclusivity and, and diversity is a you know it comes from the top it's about leadership you know, and it's about developers in this region leading from the front and saying that this is how we're going to run our projects. And we see it in other regions where where that doesn't happen. And, you know, that's why I think the progress in, in the UAE in particular has really sort of accelerated and will continue to accelerate. And that's why you'll, you'll, you'll see much better performance in, in our industry going forward. Emar, you know, in terms of a, a, a developer in, in this region, in in our in our industry, sort of taking the lead and leading from the front in terms of diversity sends a really powerful message to to the rest of our industry, and it's one that a message I'm hoping that other developers in the region will will, will pick up on. It does seem to be happening. Yeah, no, definitely. Imar has always been leading specifically in this um, from years and years ago. There's always been belief from the leadership that inclusivity and diversity is something that everybody supports, especially for females, to be honest. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a good point. I think from an industry 
perspective, when we get to a point where we're not talking about inclusivity and diversity and people in our industry are just there based on meritocracy, then we know we've succeeded in, in this conversation. And that's a industry-wide situation that we need to get resolved. And I do think we're making roads into that. And I, from a from a UAE perspective, from a governmental perspective, from a developer perspective, that, that things are progressing in the right in the right direction. Dean, I have a question for you. From your perspective, do companies that have higher diversity and inclusivity have higher loyalty rates from their uh, from their employees or less turnaround of employees even? What do you think about that? I think it's a very interesting question. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that WSP has a, we have a very low turnover um, statistically. And I think that part of when we do our employee surveys, the, that we do see that we score quite highly on inclusivity and diversity. I think the most important thing is that we treat everyone the same and everyone can progress through WSP based on based on merit. Um, and that's the most important thing. And I think that's a very important thing in any any company. Um, and you, you, you see it when you start looking at society. If if society has, you know, diversity woven into it in, in the workplace and it's an environment where you want to go, then you're more likely to stay. Um, I think if you're going into an environment that is not very pleasant or not very diverse or, you know, you don't feel like you're going to succeed, then again, it's not someone that you would that you would want to go. When you come onto some, let's just take a site, for example. You know, if you, if you walk into a site office and that site office is dirty, doesn't look professional, the welfare facilities are, are not up to standard, then it's not somewhere that I would want to go. I'm sure it's not somewhere that you would want to go. Therefore, you know, it's not somewhere where people will want to will want to work. So I think there's quite a bit of work that we need to do around, you know, site and welfare facilities as well to make them more attuned to the different cultures and diversities that we want on our projects. No, 100% agreed. And I'm glad that you touched on the point of health and safety. And HSE in general has been something that is out there we need to deal with it every single day and there's a lot of resistance actually with regards to it everybody acknowledges it's important but nobody wants to spend the money or want to do the effort to actually maintain a specific level of hsc which obviously extends to the welfare of laborers and worker and workers and i mean everybody that's within the ecosystem of the of our industry it's actually quite interesting because you guys really push a lot um specifically on this and it's uh it's always the question that i at least ask my my team to to ask themselves would you want to live in that place would you want to work in that place would you want to touch this without a glove would you want to do this activity without protection for the eye or a helmet or whatever and basically think about your family think about your kids and would you want to go back home with an injury or uh, or dirty even this is part of HSC as well, cleanliness and housekeeping and all of it. So uh, it's quite interesting that you mentioned that because as well, this is also another phase of diversity that it, it, that people need to put themselves on other people's shoes uh, in the different tiers of the industry, no matter how uh, junior or a foreman or a laborer it could be or how senior the person is. It's, we're, all at, we're all the same in terms of basic needs, uh, cleanliness and safety. So it's very important, yeah. It's an interesting analogy as well. Health and safety, and this is one, again, that I use quite a lot 
15, 16 years ago when I arrived in the UAE was not at the standard that, that it should be. And there's been a lot of work from a lot of people in our industries to really raise the the level of health and safety on our sites. And I, I met a project director from a well-known contractor recently and he used a he used a great story just a, a quote that he used he said to me that health and safety used to be my enemy and now it's my friend what he meant and what he was trying to articulate there was the fact that you know when health and safety was first Im- imposed on him to use his words it, it slowed him down and it made him feel like he had to do a number of things that that he didn't need to do previously now he saw it as a as an opportunity to make sure that he planned things better. He, he made sure that his, the, the materials were coming onto site at the right time and he was actually looking ahead at the work that he needed to do. If, if I look again and look at the inclusivity and, and diversity, I hope that our industry will see it the same way in years to come, i.e. that this is a this is a friend, this is something that we need to do to improve productivity improve the performance of our projects you know improve the performance of our of our businesses so it's seen as a as a friend and i, I whilst i don't think that people in our industry necessarily see it as an enemy there are certain people that are probably not as open to the idea as they should be if i'm being yeah. honest so i think there's a there's a lot that we can do to sort of raise raise awareness and i think you you touched on something in previously with um i think michelle yeah could you just explain that because it was quite a an interesting perspective <laughs> that you were, that you were describing. So, shall have a DNI day. So, it's a day where they actually have a campaign of raising awareness about diversity, inclusivity, the do's and don'ts, and how our differences make us uh, a lot stronger. And then they bring the uh, best examples from the different uh, countries and the different offices, and they actually have a reward system sometimes for people who have made like extraordinary effort to uh, include diverse or like have a diverse team or exude understanding of uh, a different situation that another person is uh, is going through in the team or whatever do you think that we do enough on our on our projects on our sites to to really push the the inclusivity of the people that we've got working on them oh that's a tough question i don't think that we're doing enough to be honest i would say that Obviously, there is a there is a privilege, for example, of me understanding Arabic, and therefore, in some contexts where people are talking Arabic, because that's the national language of the country, of me understanding what these guys are saying. But for example, I I do see in many ways that we have to bring it up consciously in certain meetings where we say, guys, please switch to English because there are other people that can't understand what we're saying, and you can see it in those little things that people are still they don't have this as a default setting in their head. There is a there's definitely a long way to go. In many other ways, I also see that there were good things and good practices. For example, I see part of being of actually practicing inclusivity is giving people voice to say whatever they think is correct within the setup. So in our sites, I do see junior engineers in client meetings where supposedly they should zip and not talk they're actually given the opportunity to showcase what they believe is the right technical advice or the correct recommendation, even if it's against what we think we want to do. But just being given that forum and that voice to to express themselves, this is also a good practice. And I consider it inclusivity as well, that 
we know you might know less, but it doesn't discount your your opinion or your thought process. And this is definitely something that, that that's being a good practice on site. And we definitely need to do more yeah. of this. What, what does success look look like for you in terms of our industry and inclusivity and diversion? If you, if you could look ahead in sort of five years into the future and, you know, you and I were going to walk onto a project, what would, what would success look like? The perfect or the, the successful, inclusive and diverse environment would be one, you walk in and there is no uh, age definition for seniority levels within the sites on the consultants and on the client side and even on the contractors, uh, staff and engineers side. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're 50 or you're 20, as long as you have the right competencies to do your job, then you can do it. I'd like to see more diversity in terms of uh, ethnic origins for our labor, for our workforce. We started to have this, to be honest, on some of our projects, which is really, really good to see the mix of people together. But this is definitely something that would be pushed more. And ultimately, I would really like to see more women with boots on the ground. Uh, I think consultants have done a great job at including women in the design and in the technical and the supervision scopes. And now women need to be pushed through as well, being boots and uh, construction oriented. That would be really, really nice to see. So that would be probably, these are the three things that uh, would create a successful, inclusive and diverse environment on any project, in my opinion. You know, the the discussion, which which has been quite interesting to to me, is I think we've probably covered every single type of inclusivity and diversity topic now that we've we've had age we've had ethnicity we've had gender you know we've had culture we've had education and it you know I've been in in a few conversations around this subject and you tend to get stuck on one element um, and you know gender is obviously quite high up the the agenda at at, at the moment but again it's about everything I think we started on our journey talking about gender and now it's inclusivity and and diversity and that's you know it's not just one aspect I think the 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 sort of the statistics from McKinsey really sort of underscore that that the more diverse and inclusive you are the better you the better you perform so it's going to be interesting to see businesses and you know EMAR and, and WSP and and other consultants and developers over the years, how are they actually, the performance changes? Do they start performing better? I, I think they do. I mean, I see it in my my business. I mean, I've got very diverse teams which perform exceedingly well, you know, and I've got less diverse teams which probably don't perform as well. And we're trying to say to them, you know, these, these are the reasons why, because you're all, you know, it's confirmation bias. Everyone's just agreeing to the same thing because you've all got the same opinions and you've all got the same perspectives. So I just think it's going to be an interesting 15 years look ahead, I think. No, 100% agreed. 100% agreed. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's always a work in progress as well because just when you think that you have included everything, you have enough diversity in your team, there's one more thing that pops in. And uh, there's always one more faction of people that just appear and you look and you're like, oh, wow, I still, this person is completely new to me. And that's the beauty of the human race. We keep evolving ourselves. And every time we include more, there's more to look at. So again, like I said, it's, 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 it's really nice that we sit in a country where it really pushes you hard 
on this. And uh, definitely in the next 10 to 15 years, I, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of improvement and a lot of progress specifically in this area. I could already see it happening now yeah. with people being more aware and more conscious that they need to be inclusive and diverse in their teams and in the way they work and in their workplaces altogether. Salma, thank you. Thank you very much. I think it was a good good discussion, very eye-opening for, for me. And just to, the, the amount of subjects that we covered, I think, just goes to show that it's a, a very broad subject. And I think, as you said, right at the very start, it's a very small word for a very large subject. So I think you did an excellent job in discussing you. your, your perspective. So thank you very much. And thank I'll you very much. I'll see you for a coffee soon. So thank you, Salma.